Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast. I'm Kenny Vaughn, and I'm here with my wife, Tammy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. And I'm, I'm going to just kick this off with a, uh, throwing myself under the bus here real quickly, because we had a, some of y'all may know that we um, were in a lawsuit with the Department of Defense, and it's over whether or not we have the right to put scriptures on products. We made these, we made dog tags for the military for 20 plus years. And um, at their request, a lot of them had their unit logos and a scripture on them or something like that. And then a complaint was made. And then um, we didn't think anything of it. But then we got sent cease and desist letters and we were forced to stop. And then we're in this lawsuit trying to get our rights back. But all that said, this week, Monday, we had a hearing in the Eastern District of Texas. We're only about three hours from there, normally, unless I'm driving. <laughs> and and, uh, and so we were going to make the drive up Sunday, spend the evening there, have some meetings, and then uh, come home Monday evening after all our court stuff, our hearing. And on the way, I put the address in, everything right, in my truck. But my truck's like, I don't know. 12 years, 10 years old, 11 years, whatever it is. I'm like, the GPS isn't that updated. So I'm a little nervous as I'm putting it in there, but everything's fine. And then I'm about to leave and I get an email on my phone and it's from one of the lawyers. And he's like, Hey, you know what? We're going to meet a little early and we're going to meet at this building. And here's the address instead of going straight to the hotel. Cause I had the hotel address in my truck. So I'm like, you know what? I never just click on the address. I always got to type it in or but I just clicked on it. Pops up some directions, shows three hours away, and off we go. And I turn. I had you. You turned off the truck GPS because you told me to. Right, I did. <laughs> I was like, turn that one off because it's telling us the wrong thing. So we drive three hours, and uh, it seems to be somewhat in the right direction as we leave. And then I just kind of blindly follow it. I don't look at the compass. I don't look at anything else. Long story short, we're. Getting close, you know, we're five minutes away, and it looks like we're in an old country town in the middle of the desert. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And so I'm like, please, Lord, tell me over this next hill is, you know, all this stuff that's supposed to look right. Anyway, we pull up into this neighborhood, and the address takes us to this old house. (laughs) So we call them, and we're like, hey, guys, I think y'all gave us the wrong address. Um, they're like, well, that's okay. Um, just go ahead and go right to the ho- go straight to the hotel. You know, you'll be fine. So I'm like, okay, that's good. So I'm thinking we're still in Tyler. Put in the address to the hotel, and guess what? <laughs> it's three hours away. <laughs> three out. We just drove three. I mean, how can you have directions so bad? You drive three hours, you stop, and you're still three hours from where you need to be. So it was a miserable, miserable start to the trip, but the uh, the hearing went well. Everything uh, we think, you know, waiting to hear information on that. But I think everything went pretty well. But that was um, that was painful, and I'm sorry, and I'm glad I had you along for the miserable ride. It wasn't terrible, and we got to stop at a nice little store and get a soda and a snack. So. <laughs> It ended up being okay. <laughs> Tammy likes snacks. It was miserable. The worst part, <laughs> worse than the three hours, was the whole three hours knowing what an idiot I was. Like, like I did this, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, who can I blame it on? You know, but um, it was me. Here's what we're going to jump on this week. Um, 
we got a, a direct message from someone. Tammy will read it here in a second. But but the the question this lady was getting at, you know, was you know essentially, you know, why do men want to be respected? And uh, it's it's a great question, and it, and I think it I think it's really important to get into because we have this um, I don't I don't know what you call it, a movement basically. Uh, it was two of two. I would say two movements. We have one movement is what they you know it's pretty much what they call anti-masculinity or anti-anti-male or man or, or or something, and then the op- opposition to that is another movement that that you a lot of people they refer to as alpha male or or strong men and there's a lot of, I don't even want to mention some of the names that that kind of lead this stuff because I don't want you to go watch their stuff because it's garbage, you know, it's, um, it's, it's both sides of that coin. That's the same problem Two two sides of the same coin. So this, I, I mean, it's fear-based thinking that wants to crush men or crush the idea of, of manhood. And it's also fear-based thinking that, that wants to be an alpha male. So a strong man is never preoccupied with being an alpha, He's selfless, and so and so. Whenever this lady says, "Okay, well, then you know, why do men? Why do these men maybe want to be respected?" Um, I think the the point we need, hope we can get across in this podcast. And I'll say it, and then we'll talk about it, and then hopefully we'll say it again. Is that they're afraid? That's why they want to be respected. They 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 are. When you say, "Well, what are they afraid of?" They're afraid they're going to fail as a father. They're afraid they're going to fail as a man. They're afraid they're going to fail as a husband. They're afraid they're going to fail as a leader. And we're all afraid of that. I would say all men are afraid of that. Some of them pretend they aren't, which is this alpha movement. They're pretending they aren't afraid, but that is a response to fear. That's obedience to fear. Okay? And, and then and then some of them just pretend like they shouldn't be a man. They just get, you know, just cave in. That's also a response to fear, and that's also obedience to fear. And this and the solution is neither one of those. The solution is um, being okay with being afraid, not not being okay with being ruled by fear, but being but but being humble enough and strong enough to admit that we're afraid, and then set ourselves aside. And be willing to follow the truth, whether we're afraid or not. But but what we'll talk about a little bit here is how does that? What does that look like? How does that play out? But I think let's start with uh, it was a direct message actually, and we asked for permission to use it. She said we could, but I just thought she worded it so well, like her her statement, her question. So let's read that and then let's pick this apart a little bit. She asks, "What does it mean to respect your husband? What respect do husbands want?" I've always had so, so much trouble understanding this. I think I do respect mine, but it seems I can't say anything without him feeling disrespected. Am I supposed to just keep quiet about things that hurt me? He can't take anything without getting angry, and then I feel disrespected. What is this respect that men need so much? Is it obedience? Is it keeping my mouth shut? This is an honest question. Thank you. What an honest question. 
And what a, just what a great question. Like these are the, it's these kind of questions when we ask them and then we dig long enough to get to the answer that can totally change the way we see everything and how we respond to people and how we respond to things. So the first part of the question, I think, correct me if I miss some of this, because there's something like, as you read that, I'm going, God, we're going to make sure we touch on that and this and that and that. But the first part of the question, I think, was, what is this respect that men want? Okay, so here we go. It's, I don't think it's respect that men want. They call it respect, but I think it's love that men want. And I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about the kind of love that, that we've talked about for, for in, in this whole podcast that does what it believes is best for others without regard for itself. You know, And these seven things that love is, it's patient, it's kind, it's truthful, it protects you know, so the, I think I think that's what they want. What does that look like? What is what is what they really want look like? Okay, understand that this man is afraid of failing as a husband. He's afraid of failing as your as as a father. He's afraid of failing in his business. He's afraid of failing in a lot of different things. And you come across something that looks like he's failing, or you have some form of criticism criticism for him, like or direction. It's like you know, I love you. I want to protect you, and I want to tell you the truth. So love is truth. Love protects. So I think he wants that, but he's so afraid. He's so afraid of failing that if that what happens, and part of this is a big. The biggest portion of this is the man's problem. I, I want to say that, not the woman's problem. The man is so afraid and ruled by fear that he's demanding that he be respected instead of facing the truth and dealing with it. So the reason he feels disrespected is, in this woman's case, if she, she says, hey, I can't even come to him with anything and, and, and have him not say that I'm disrespecting him, and she's saying, I can't, what am, you know, I can't, I can't tell him the truth, I can't tell him the, the, this painful stuff, how am I supposed to resolve anything if I can't come to him with this? Well, so why is he feeling this? Because when you come to him with that, if he's completely ruled by fear, and assuming you're doing this somewhat kindly, you know, I mean, you can get out of balance. I mean, women can can nag or, or, or just be, you know, impossible. But assuming you're doing this with some kind of balance, his problem is that he receives that. If he's ruled by fear, he's going to receive And even if he's not, he's going to originally receive that. I, I, I feel this all the time. My first thought is, um, I'm trying so hard and you're saying I'm failing. You know, it's like you 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 you're bringing that up because you think it's hopefully you're bringing it up from the pure heart and for the right reasons. But to me, it's an attack on me and and my and my fears of failing. And I'm trying so hard and doing the best that I can. And basically, you're saying it's not good enough. And so from that, he said he wants you to just respect him. And you're saying, what is this respect? Well, he doesn't know, and you don't know. There's, there's, there is no it to what this respect is. It essentially, she goes on and says, is it just obedience? Because if you're just going to blindly respect someone, that's what it is. It's just obedience. But o- obedience is not. It's not love to obey a lie. And it's not love to just be obedient 
to someone's anger and they're lashing out because they claim that you're disrespecting them. And so, so if you're just, here's what happens. If you're just obedient, as she mentioned, then you never question him anymore. And when you never question him anymore, you know what, over time, what he realizes is that he's not loved because if you loved him, you, you want what's best for him. You're going to protect him. And part of protecting him means questioning him. But how do you question someone who's so afraid that every time you question them, they come unwound and they just demand respect? And that's the that's like the what becomes this somewhat impossible part to deal with. But how do you do that? And and this is in responding to her, this is what I told her, and I hope this will help you. But but first of all, if it's if it's a woman, and this isn't just men and women, this is everybody. Like we're all the same. The greatest commandment isn't to love and respect. You know, God didn't give us the, the commandment of love and respect. He gave us the commandment to love one another as he loved us. So the commandment is love. So we're all like this. We we all want the same thing. But I would say the first thing you need to do whenever, if you realize that your husband is like this, and listen, the more, the more fear-ruled a man is, and I've been this, and I still am this sometimes, just for clarity, the more respect he will demand because he's most afraid of you suggesting that he's failing at what he's most afraid of failing at. So he, he won't, he just demands respect and he's not going to deal with anything you have to say because he has no defense for it. And he, he just can't possibly deal with that. So the more afraid he is, the more respect he's going to demand, the stronger he is, the less fear ruled he is. Doesn't mean he doesn't feel all these fears, but the, the more selfless he is, the less respect he's going to demand. Hopefully he doesn't demand that you respect him at all. Like no one should demand that they be respected. I mean, if, if, if I demand that you respect me and you respect me because I demanded it, it's not even respect. It's just obedience. And it's obedience. It's selfish obedience. It's not godly, loving, truthful obedience. So it just makes a bigger problem doesn't make a solution. But back to how do you... What do you do? How do so for, in this lady's case, what does she do? So I, I would just say, first of all, make sure you're grateful for every little thing you can that he gets right. You know, you need to you need to try to build up a bank account of love and um, and appreciation and gratefulness that you can draw on to address something that someone's doing wrong. I mean, you shouldn't have to do this. I mean, if you're dealing with a extreme, like a perfectly loving person, unfortunately, nobody is this. If you're dealing with a perfectly loving person, you can bring this to them any way you want to. Initially, they may respond angry, but then they're going to go away and go, you know what? That's right. And I'm afraid. And they're going to come back and say, I'm sorry, I acted angry. And you're right about some of these things. Let's talk about it. You know, instead of just saying I demand you're, you're disrespecting me and not deal with you about it, okay? But because almost nobody's there, none of us are there, you need to build up an account of gratefulness. So I was like, you know what? Understand this is why he's doing it. He's afraid of all of these things. Do your best you can, the best you can to encourage him in the things that he's getting right along that way, okay? Instead of just coming to him with everything he messes up. Make sure you know, he knows that you appreciate him and it's, as kindly as you can, if at all possible, communicate to him that what you're bringing up is, is really for his sake, 
not your own. And the good news is if, if it's best for you, it's best for him too. It's even better for him because it's going to depend, you know, lay out actually who he is. You know, what he does determines who he is, not who you are. So build up, you know, some form of uh, uh, an account of love and gratefulness. Approach it as kindly as you can. And then whatever you do, don't just be obedient. Just meaning, you know, when you do this and you constantly get anger and someone demanding respect, don't just be obedient to that. That's selfish to do that. If you really care about this person, you'll care more about them than you do the fact that you're having to deal with all this garbage. Just meaning you'll ask them why they, why they respond that way as kindly as you can. Like, you know, I, um, I feel like I can't talk to you about things that I think would help you and help our family and help us. Um, you know, why, you know, ask why and, and, and see if they can, and if they can't figure it out, maybe try to help them understand why help them know, help them understand that they're loved and they're supported, not based on whether or not they fail or succeed as a man or a husband or a father, but that you love them anyway, despite all of that. And then you can, you can fill a dialogue, but in the bottom line is they got to get Jesus and you got to get Jesus because he is love. And if you can lead him closer to that, like you did for me, then everything can change. But since we're talking about Jesus, and I'm rambling a lot here, <laughs> let's. Um, you got. There's a few scriptures you want to read, and and, and let's check up, chat about that a little bit before we wrap this up. In Colossians three eighteen to nineteen, it says, "Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands, as is, is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and do not be harsh with them." And then in Ephesians. 5, 21 to 27, um, the very first verse, 21, I think a lot of people seem to leave this out. I don't know why, but it says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So it's not it's not one-sided. It's That's both right. of you. That's right. And then it goes on to say, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Then it says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. So... Like I said before, it's saying that wives and husbands are to both submit to each other. And this is out of reverence for Christ. And then it goes on to say, you know, wives submit to your husbands. I think a lot of women, for some reason, are offended by this statement. But I think that they take the scripture out of context. Because I don't think that it's implying that the husband rule over the wife, you know, with an iron fist. And I think if they just think it through and read the rest of what the, you know, the rest of the verses, I think that they would understand it better. And I think it's telling us wives to honor and love and submit and serve our husbands to recognize them as they are the head of the household. Um, you're obviously the stronger of us, you know, the stronger sex, of course, you're my protector. You know, you protect us, you provide for us, you lead us, 
you're the head of our household. And I so appreciate that, like more than I can even express. And then it goes on to say that husbands are to love their wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And I'm like, wow, that's heavy for y'all. I just feel like that's a big responsibility to love me like Christ loved the church. That's huge. And Jesus didn't love the church like a tyrant or like a controlling or manipulative manipulative way. He came as a servant, and he loved and protected and gave his life for the church. And I just believe if the husband strives to be like Jesus, like it says, and he protects and serves his wife, then I honestly do not see how any wife would have any trouble submitting, loving, honoring, serving their husband. And I feel like just the last thing I would say was God gave, I feel like God gave you me to me and me to you to be husband and wife. And I think that if I view that as a blessing, and I think that if people would get that mindset, then I feel like that should make them want to love and honor and serve each other. Yeah, that's like incredibly well said. I think from now on you need to lead the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of hearing myself talk, especially whenever, uh, you know, this kind of stuff coming. I want to clarify this real quick. Um, I think you like, so then you're, so then the question is, why, why, why is this other dynamic taking place? And I, I think maybe this is part of it. And, and the men may have started the problem um, in that a man, if he's not careful, he'll read that, what you just read. There's a part that's written to him, and there's a part that's written to the woman. Right. And he'll, he'll read the part that's written to the woman for his own sake. Yeah. And so now he wants his wife to, he's preoccupied with making sure his wife submits. Well, does God's Word didn't tell you to make your wife submit. He told her to submit, but he didn't tell you to submit her. Right. He told you to lay your life down for her. There's a big difference. You know, and that's what, it's, it, no one, ha- I don't have, like, there's, there's no, no reservation in me to want to submit to Christ. Because he loved me. He laid down his life for me. Like, do I respect him? Like, period, end of story, what? Right. Who do I respect more? No one. I couldn't have more respect. But, but but did Jesus go around making sure everybody submitted to him? No, no. absolutely not. And so the man kind of, you know, I think, I'm picking on the guys because I'm a guy. And But, man, you know, it, 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 my skin crawls when I hear a man talking about his wife submitting to him. Like, well, where is that coming from? You got it all backwards. You got it all backwards. Listen, guys, please. Get out of the alpha male business. Get out of this business of women submit to you and you're the leader and you're strong and you're all these stuff. Lay your life down. Lay it down. Pick up your cross and follow him. Serve your family. And that doesn't mean that you, you know, it's not like, oh, that I want to make sure I wrap it up with this. It doesn't mean that I'm okay with my family being disrespectful. Like, I want you to be respectful, my children to be respectful, our children to be respectful. Not so I get respected has nothing to do with that. But because y'all being respectful is going to bless your life. 
So it doesn't mean that we we go all the way to the other side of the same coin and we just everything's free willy and everybody can do whatever they want and everybody's disrespectful. That's not loving your family. It means laying your life down and protecting your family and do what you believe is truly best for them. And then, you know, as far as the head of the household goes, you know, whenever um, when everything comes off the wheels and somebody and, and first thing you got to do is cut the head off. You know, you first wanted to go. So I would just say um, I hope as men that we're never preoccupied with with um, with being the boss of our house, but instead being the servant, the protector, the provider. Um, and if mom provides too, that's even, you know, that's wonderful. Um, but um, being the servant and not a weak servant who's okay with anything that comes along. Is that sum it up okay that's right yeah okay so what a great question from that lady i hope we kind of answered it and if y'all have questions about it you know fire them at us and if you if some of them guys want to light me up come on come at me and uh send us some emails or or, or reach out you know I, i'm not gonna fight you i'm gonna fight for you <clears throat> and if we got any alpha males or uh or any of them guys out there want to come cuss me out I, i'm in <laughs> I'll listen to all of it, but when you're done, I'm going to make you face some truth. You know, we're going to talk about what the real issues here. And uh, because I think if uh, we can get moms and dads and families aligned with the truth of Christ's teaching, uh, we can end a lot of suffering. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That wraps this one up. Till then, we'll see you next time on the next podcast. And trust God's word no matter what. And keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.